So really, we both kind of got to get out of our, our crankiness. We can't let this spin for days. And it's always something stupid that triggers you, too. Spin for days? What about spin for years? <laughs> okay, I'm missing something. <laughs> Old person, I just, I just, I'm missing something. Is this a meme I haven't seen? Or no, <laughs> no, it's literally not. <laughs> just, just you being that way? Anyone have trauma? <laughs> <laughs> um, the trauma llama's here. The trauma llama. Hey everyone, welcome back to the pod. Um, still getting used to this whole video thing. So this is kind yeah, of funky. I'm not, not liking it. Well, I like it. I just, okay. So something uh, Fossil and I were talking about is the fact that when you, that people have the ability to just pause the, the, dirt the show. Face. So like literally I'm so, so bad at photos that you guys can just pause it and I'll be like, and like, I hate that. I literally can't stand it, but you know, say lovey. Um, but anyway, welcome back to Fossil and the Spawn, the new generation. Um, my dog is being annoying, sorry. But yeah, so Fossil and I wanted to start off the episode by saying we're quite grumpy today. Really so grumpy. I'm really sorry. We're kind it's, of in a bad mood. It's the cranky show. It's the cranky show. Hashtag cranky show. Um, but yeah, Fossil, do you want to talk about why you're cranky this week and then I'll go? Well, a couple of things happened in sequence. One was, um, social media. <laughs> so you guys know from last week that I'm doing NaNoWriMo and I made my, at one point in the week, I hit 25,000 words, which is the midpoint. Yay. Right. I was all excited and jumped on social media to answer someone and another nano person had already finished. What a fucking Th bitch. They hit their goal. Well, what does comparison creature do? I At first I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. And then I was like, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. How could I not do this? Why couldn't I have done that? Why am I not working harder? Why am I not? You know, you start the, 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 the wheels start just going and you're talking yourself down and you're feeling bad about it. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. And I actually, then the next day, so I tried to get out of it, get out my, you know, coach myself out of this mood, which is not easy, right? A doctor doesn't doctor themselves, or at least they shouldn't, right? They, they need someone else. And then I, I tried to get myself out of this mood. Then I had the worst dream that morning to me. Okay, guys, my, my worst nightmare is being out of control. Okay. This entire dream was me holding my dog, Mumi, and dogs represent protection, you know, um, loyalty and protection. And I was searching for my car. I kept walking around. I went to the police station. They couldn't help me. Went to the hospital. They couldn't help me. I went into a hotel. They wouldn't help me. And it was like everywhere I went, I could not get to my car. And it's wait, like the wait, more I, I walked. You for a second. Why, why would you go to the hospital to act, ask where your car is? Okay. Now, remember, dreams are all symbolism. Okay. A hotel, when a hotel comes up in your dream, mm -hmm. it means that you want something to be easier. You want something to be relaxed. You want something to be more leisurely. Okay. The police, the police actually represent um, structure, rules, 
understanding where the lines are, the boundaries, right? So basically this entire dream was me telling myself, you're not doing it right. You're not doing, all of this came right off the day before where I spiraled feeling like a failure because I do set my time. I am my own boss. I, you know, am home all day. I am lucky enough to have this time. Yes, I always have somebody here in the house. I have to take care of Michael. I have other responsibilities. But for the most part, I can have my entire day be whatever I want it to be. So I take pride in discipline. I take pride in being able to write a novel in 30 days. And then to see that, I'm like, I'm not doing something right, which is not fair. I mean, it's wrong. So I did respond to this person and I'm like, oh my God, you are a beast. That is incredible. And they literally responded, thank you, but in all fairness, I have no children at home. I have no pets and I only have, you know, very little laundry and I don't have to cook. So that made me feel a lot better because I did. I spiraled. Me, I spiraled. I like to be happy. I, I really had to fight my way out of that bag because I was down for a few days. And then, just, just to keep going on this topic, I had to say to myself, why? I, start, I had a, a crying jag for an entire morning. I woke up crying and I kept crying and kept crying. Fucking pussy. Yeah, well, right? That's what I was doing to myself. And But see, that's what happens. And you're going... Now you're crying over nothing. But what I did was I did. I know you don't have to do this. This is my my way of dealing with it. I sat and meditated for a minute and said, what am I really upset about? I'm not upset at them. I'm upset at me. So why am I upset at me? Did I do I not feel like I'm giving 100 percent? Do I not feel and I do. So then why am I comparing myself? And then the dream is. You know, I know how to get to my goals. I have, I have proven goals. I have already done this a bunch of times. So it's like, why was I beating myself up? And, it, and then I realized also, <laughs> you know, it's funny. When you get to be my age, <clears throat> you, you forget there's something called menopause. And most of that was hormonal because when I did get up and exercise, believe it or not, I did. I made, my, I made myself get up and do 20 minutes of exercise, and it lifted my mood because it's a brain chemical, right? You're getting those brain chem that chemistry going. And that's, that's actually how I got out of it. But for two days, I was sad, very, very sad. I love that, um, going back to the Instagram thing, the NaNoWriMo thing, I love that they at least acknowledged the fact that like you should not be comparing yourself to them hundred um, percent. Because a lot of people could have taken that the other way and they could have been like, yeah, actually I am better than you and you should try harder. I don't run across a heck of a lot of writers that do that because most people who write are sensitive anyway. Yeah. And they're very supportive. I t yet, yet, I, you know, I'm just saying I have yet to meet a nasty author. That's awesome. Okay. Shout out to authors. Y'all are cool. Yeah, they are. <laughs> it's just in. They're they're good people. rock. Well, you got to remember, they're sitting alone in a room for great periods of time, creating people <laughs> that they may like or may hate. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you forget where the world is sometimes, which mm -hmm. is, I think, why I got so sensitive. I mean, when you're when you're writing like that, 
you know, you forget to look up and, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not in the world I just created. Here I am. Right. Yeah, I've been really grumpy this week as well. Um, it was funny. I was talking to one of my good friends the other day and he made a comment where I was telling him why I was stressed and he made a comment and he basically said, you seem like you're always chronically stressed. And he brought up the point that I put way too much pressure on myself to achieve all of these things in a day, which is just not doable. Um, I'm setting like unrealistic expectations for my days. You have no boundaries. That is true. All right. So let's calm down. But yeah. Um, but basically, he also brought up the point where he was like, you never when you're resting, you never like actually allow yourself to rest. You're constantly thinking about how you should be utilizing that time to uh, do something more productive when like you're allowed to fucking sit down and play Roblox and you're allowed to sit down and watch a YouTube video and you're allowed to do those things and you shouldn't feel guilty for it. But, you know, meanwhile, I was like, okay, but like I should be studying my Chinese right now. So like I'm going to go, you know, and he was like, you need to stop doing that because you're going to burn yourself out. And then I brought up the point where I was like, well, I've kind of been doing this to myself since I was 12. So I haven't stopped yet. Gotcha. And then he, he was like, yeah, but you really, you know, you think that you can keep going for this amount of time, but eventually there's going to come a point where like you will not be able to sustain this. So like congrats that you've done it for the past 10 years, but like really take a look and say no and put those boundaries up anyway. But getting into why I was actually grumpy because no one cares about the other stupid shit that I just spoke about. No, actually, I'm sitting here a little irritated and cheese because when I say it, it doesn't matter. But somebody no, else says it. Oh, thank God. No, 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 That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Because you know what I, you know what I said to him? The same, the same thing I say to you. I'm like, okay, great. Anyways, so bye. Um, so no, I, I heard him. Okay. And I hear you when you say it. And then it, it goes in my mind and I say, okay, great. Now I'm going to ignore that and continue being a fuckwit. Anyways, so um in due time that will change mama not proud i know i know bear with me but anyways so the reason why i was grumpy this week is uh i just feel like there's a lot to do so little time right um but i'm at the end of the night it's a friday night i'm like great i get time to have some fun whatever and i'm sitting with my dog who is currently annoying me to fucking play with this little shredded thing with him right now that is um, disgusting I, it's disgusting but he loves it and so he shall have it but anyways so last night i sit down in my bed and he needs to use the bathroom so i was like great let's go outside now i don't know if i've explained this on the last podcast i don't think so but i let this motherfucker out like every two hours Okay. I let him out all goddamn day. I feel like a lot of my day is letting him use the bathroom, but I let him out. We come back in. I saw him urinate and shart outside. Okay. I picked it up myself. Then we come in. I go into the bathroom to do my business and I come out and he's fucking pissed and shat on my floor. Literally three minutes after we came inside. So then I was mad because I was like, that was just disrespectful. Like he just did that to be rude. And so I pick it up and then I've been trying to get him to be fully potty trained. But yesterday he disobeyed me and he pissed 
on my floor six times. That is an egregious amount of piss, okay? When you're letting a dog out every two fucking hours. Anyways, so I said anyways like 17 times already. I'm so sorry. That's like my filler word, I guess, for the podcast. Um, I let him outside because they say that in order to train a dog to get him to stop peeing on the floor is right when you see them in the act, you hook them up and you let them back outside. Now, I live on the second story of my apartment building, so it's not that easy. I can't just open a door and let him out. So my plan is to, you know, obviously he's going to finish going to the bathroom because I can't really do anything about that and then just hook him up immediately and bring him outside to show him like, no, you do this out here. Mommy's mad. So then as I'm letting him outside, it's dark at this point. I'm irritated. I'm tired. It's been a long Friday and other people aren't as responsible puppy owners as I am. And there is just a landmine of shit everywhere. Okay. I literally have bags hooked to my dog's leash. So I stay strapped. Okay. If that man, that man, if that dog goes to the bathroom, I'm ready to go. Okay. These people aren't, or they just don't care. I don't know what it is, but anyway, so I'm walking outside mad holding him. He's going to the bathroom, whatever again. And I step in a little doo-doo turd. Okay. And let me, let me say, I have the smallest dog in this complex. Everyone else has these massive fucking dogs and I love massive dogs, but massive dogs means massive shits. Okay. Indeed. Yes, it does. And they don't pick them up. They are just ruthless in this complex. And so I've stepped on turds multiple times. And so you're thinking, okay, Emily, just be more careful. It's dark. And they're everywhere. I mean, everywhere. There is not a square inch of this apartment complex that doesn't have a little turd on it. And so I stepped in one and then I'm, I'm walking back to my apartment and I feel it. I feel it under my slide. I feel it. And I was like, okay, either this is mud or a turd. And so what do I do? I'm at my apartment door. So I just kind of try to like wipe it off on the concrete. And of course, it leaves this massive shit stain <laughs> right outside of my apartment. Now you have to burn the complex down. Exactly. Not I don't to make mention, the rules, right? Not to mention, my dog also vomited right outside my door the other day. So now there is the leftover remnants. Well, like I wiped it up. I wiped up his vomit, but the leftover pool of whatever fluid was left of his vomit next to some other person's dog shit stain right outside. My, I'm like, my complex, I'm not getting that security deposit back. Like, I'm done. Okay? But now I'm going to have to spend some time sitting there getting it out of the concrete because it looks gross. And there's also literally fecal matter right outside my door right now as we speak. So a thanks, bucket, Felix, for that. A bucket, of ble- a bucket of bleach, baby. A bucket of bleach and a brush. Get it right up. A brush. A brush. A brush. We're going to need to do a, a pre-message for this show. Please do not be eating while you're listening to this podcast. Do people, I mean, it's like dog poop. Do people really care that much? Yeah, I would think. Okay, if you were, I mean, if you get were over eating it, sissy. breakfast... <laughs> Would you? Would you want to be listening to someone talking about stepping in shit? Dude, I listen to like 
true crime podcast where they're talking about like gutting people, like as I'm enjoying my pasta, like I think we're fine, you know? Anyways, that's enough of that. Um, but yeah, we're grumpy. Okay. And my dog needs to learn to hold his bowels because I've also, I spent 300 doll hairs to get his urine and his poop tested to make sure that he didn't have a UTI or like something wrong. He's fine. Okay. He's just a dick and I'm mad. (laughs) Don't talk about my grand puppy that way. I will beat your ass when you get home. I'm allowed to talk about him that way. I treat him so well. And he just goes, oh, fuck you. I'm a piss. <laughs> it's rude. Yeah. Everybody's grumpy. And I told you about your brother. You want me to tell you that? I, I would love to hear the story because, guys, this makes me freaking irate. I, we were going to pick up Mike from basketball. and Okay, player. And Clayton went with me. And there happened to be a driver that was going, ah, no, this person was impeding, okay? And I was being vocal about it. Not horrible, but I was like, come on. I, you know, come on, you're impeding, come on. And he looks over at me and says, do you really want to do that? You want me to say, never mind. And I went, no, 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 no. Speak your mind, Clayton. And he says, well, you're BMI. And I turn to, I'm like, you just, what does my weight have to do with driving? But that was his way of shutting me down was to call me fat. And he lives to tell the tale. So I, I, just, I should have pulled over. I almost pulled over. I That's just, not like, the first time he's done that, though. I really can't see where in his mind that he was went a good idea. From, First of all, that I mean, but second of all, the fact that he was like, mom just made a comment about a slow driver. So what am I going to do? Call her fat (laughs) attacker right where she knows it's going to hurt her. The obvious, you know, process here. That's the correct. What's the word? Process process. (laughs) It's okay. I told him I told him. Yeah. Well, at least I don't live with my mom. Oh, period. Okay. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Hey, I got I got game too when I need it. <laughs> that was a good comeback. Thank you. No, but that makes me so mad because that actually brings up another conversation I was having with a friend the other day where in America, it really does seem like one of the worst things that you could possibly be is overweight. Is or fat. ugly. Or ugly. Yes. Oh, well, fat, that one fat too. And ugly. Don't even get me started on that one. But... <laughs> So I actually watch this YouTuber, this podcaster, who always talks about how everyone... So he he's a pretty, like, polarizing type of person. He kind of goes after everyone. Like, everyone's a, a target to him. Um, and he feels like if you do something wrong, like, he's justified to talk about it. So it, it gets him in hot water a lot of the time because, you know, he'll just take this random person who he doesn't know and he'll just, like, attack him, right? I find it hilarious. Other people find it problematic. But anyways, so... He is overweight. He's like a a 230 pound, like probably five foot 10 man. And people's attack on him whenever he says like, hey, I think that you're racist, for example, they'll be like, okay, well, you're fat. So 
what does your opinion have to do with anything? And that is so mind boggling to me that that is genuinely like an argument that a lot of people that think is acceptable. Well, it proves that they have no argument. It proves right. that all they can do is attack you because they don't have a reason. They've never actually thought about why they believe what they believe or do what they do. They can't defend themselves, so they're going to attack. So hit back. <laughs> did he, what did he respond? Did he did he say anything snarky back at least? Or of course, it? of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. it's always like a that he gets that comment all the time where like he's literally just like, okay, whatever, and then he'll keep on going. And especially because you know, yes, he may be overweight, but also you know he has a very wonderful wife and he has two young boys. It's like they're probably attacking him more like that's really the only thing that they can find to attack mm -hmm. him about. So that's what they use. Um, but yeah, it's vault go ahead. Oh, sorry. Their vault of insults is empty. Yeah. I mean, or they're just jealous of like all the other things. So that's like what they go to. Cause it's like, that's the one thing I have that he doesn't is the fact that I'm like thinner or fit. So obviously going back to when I was younger or even now I have this idea of what I want my my body to look like, right? And so I strive really hard to, I guess, look a certain way or, or be a certain weight. And I hate to say be a certain weight because it's really not about the weight. It's about the, the appearance that, you know, you can be 150 pounds or 180 pounds and look good either way, right? You want but to be fit. I want to be fit, exactly. I want to look a certain way. And with that, I've always wondered if like, Inherently, I'm fat phobic because one of my biggest fears is being overweight, right? But I don't know if you remember this, mom. I actually took like a fat phobia test when I was I like, no, you don't, don't know remember. that? No. I, I took like a, like one of those Harvard like tests that basically said if you were fat phobic and it actually said that I liked fat people more and like I had better um, perceptions of fat people and I wondered if that was because there, there's two thoughts to this because your mama <laughs> I wasn't going to say that but yes you're welcome because you bring bring me a sense of of security and I feel safest with you and I feel happiest with you so it's like Aww. The one person that I, I love the most is overweight. Therefore, I attribute that to security and happiness. Or, like Santa. Like Santa. Like Santa. Or that I feel more comfortable around fat people because they make me feel thinner. And oh. then I don't feel like I have to fit a certain body type or standard because I already feel thin or fit in comparison to the rest of the people in the room. And so I, I, I often wonder if I am slightly fat phobic in one way, because like, I mean, I obviously don't have a problem with fat people, but I, I want so badly not to be that. So it's like this weird thing where I'm like, how could I not be fat phobic if I'm so afraid of being that thing? Okay. I, I, I want to challenge that. Okay. Being fat phobic to me would be 
you not liking or wanting to befriend or want to talk to or hang around with someone who is overweight or you mm. judge you even if even if you're worried about their health mm-hmm. is very different from being fat phobic if you know i had let's say and i don't knock on wood i am the healthiest large person you've ever met my doctor cannot find anything wrong with me which is driving them crazy so blood pressure fine no blood sugar issues it's crazy, right? I'm very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. But if I did have any of those things, would you not be concerned for my health? You would. It of would course. make you fat phobic. So, I mean, to me, what you're saying is that it doesn't matter to you if the person is overweight. It's their attitude. It's who they are inside. It, it, you're not saying you're not going to talk to somebody because they're overweight. Yeah, I think the other thing about it for me personally is like when I look at other people, like I don't really necessarily care what they look like, but I'm so consumed with how I look where it's like, am I really judging the idea of fatness or whatever it is on other people if I'm like so overconsumed by what I look like? You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? It makes a lot of sense because, honestly, if we shut off the camera right now, because we, we guys, we can see Owen, and let's say we shut our off producer. the camera right now. Our producer. Our producer. <laughs> and if I said to you what was in his background, you probably could not tell me. You don't notice things. You really don't. You do not notice things. You notice smiles, body language, tension in the eyes. You notice how they're standing. You notice tone of voice. But most people, if like even your father, I, I will never forget this. We were like dating for two years. And I said, what? I turned away. What color are my eyes? Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, right? So what you're talking about is awareness. And I think that stems, and I'm going to say it from an insecurity on your part. You have Chiron in the first house. (laughs) Explain that for the people who don't know. Yeah. Chiron. Okay. So we're going woo woo here for 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds. Chiron is an element in your birth chart that you're going to find it. It's going to show you where you have the most struggle your lifetime struggle, the thing. So whatever house it's sitting in is the lesson, that problem that once you overcome it, you've basically advanced. And Emily's Chiron, her biggest pain, her biggest suffering is in her first house, the house of self. So everything that she experiences to me makes complete, yeah, makes complete and utter sense because of the Chiron in the first house. Mine is in my third house of communication. So if somebody thinks I'm stupid, or if I look stupid or I get embarrassed, that kills me. I wanna die. I would rather I would rather somebody think I'm ugly than fart in public, okay? Literally, that's because if, if, if I'm deemed an idiot, it, it hurts me so much. So, and that's because my Chiron's in my third house of communication. So. If you're ever interested in things like that, look up where Chiron at C-H-I-R-O-N. That's the life lesson, that thing that that hurts you deeply. Imagine the stars just deciding that you hate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really want to get into this? Because I don't no, believe that's that was how a works. joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just oh saying. God. Oh my God. No, like I'm literally just saying. Also, guys, I don't know if you noticed, but 
I'm wearing a beanie today because it's really, really cold in Austin, Texas. Um, Does is, anybody remember the show Recess? This bitch. Oh, there was a character on that cartoon that she looks exactly like right now, except the character had dark hair. Spicoli. Anyways. Spicoli. Wasn't it uh, Spicoli? I <laughs> I don't know. I'm not fucking old. Oh, God. No, no. It was. The, no, 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 no. These are your generation or at least Clayton's generation. I think Maybe it's, it's I think Clayton. Yeah. Sorry. Somebody out there, I hope, is laughing. They probably they'll get it um, or they'll look it up. But mm-hmm. what I was saying was it's cold in, in Austin today. And by cold, I mean, I think it was like 38 at one point, which is like pretty crazy. I feel like for Texas. I don't know. I've only been here just under a year. But I'm having that point where I've been wearing this beanie for like two days when I go out or am doing something. And, you know, when your forehead gets itchy, so you, you feel like you need to put your two fingers in there and just like go fucking brazy. Like that's kind of where I'm at right now. So if you see me playing with it, I'm sorry. Beanie girl. I like the look, though. The jacket makes me laugh. Nobody can, if the those who can't see it, she has a jacket that I think she got at a secondhand store, but she rocks it. Actually, it looks like it's from the 80s. This is a really funny thing. So um, I got this in college. I think it was a sophomore. I think I was a sophomore or I might have, I don't know, probably sophomore. But there's this um, like thrift shop called the Garment District. Oh, and do you know what I'm talking about? The Garment District? Yeah. It's like a popular thing that like all of the Boston girlies and and guys would go to. And so there was a thing called the pit where in this thrift store, there was the top part, which was like a vintage section where everything was like more expensive. And then on the bottom half, they had what was called the pit. And in the pit, it was just bags of clothes thrown inside of this pit. And you basically would just go in and just and just like pick through it and like sometimes you'd get like dirty poopy underwear and then other times you'd find like Mm -mm. a beautiful blouse um and so i i was digging through through all the the germs um to find this jacket and you know what the zipper doesn't work but swag is forever so i don't even care (laughs) i love this jacket (sighs) that was sitting next to poopy underwear it might have been adjacent to a pair of trousers <laughs> with some adjacent. shit on it. Okay. I yeah, it's can't. poopy adjacent. I'd have to burn it. I'm sorry. Burn it. No. I love it. I love it. Okay. I just feel like when I wear this jacket, I just instantly feel 10 times cooler. And you might look at me and say, wow, she looks like a bowling alley attendant. And you know what? To that <laughs> I say, that's pretty swagalicious if you ask me. I shouldn't have thought that as funny as it was <laughs> funny but it hit me just right i'm sorry because there's some truth to it right do i look like i hang out in bowling alleys but yet i laughed i don't know i just it gives me that sense of like yeah i might work behind the counter at a bowling alley but like after like me and my friends get to together and i just like dj some hard fucking shit there you go there and everyone's like you know what She's not, she might, she's not going places, but. You're that rock and bowl DJ. But she's got some good tunes. That's what I feel like. Indeed. So really, we both kind of got to get out of our, our crankiness. We can't let this spin for days. And it's always something stupid that triggers you, too. 
Spin for days? What about spin for years? <laughs> okay, I'm missing something. <laughs> Old person, I just, I just, I'm missing something. Is this a meme I haven't seen? Or no, <laughs> no, it's literally not. <laughs> just, just you being that way? Anyone have trauma? <laughs> um, the trauma llama's here. The trauma llama. Um, the reason I said, uh, what about being grumpy for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm being fucking attacked. Are you good? Always makes a guest appearance this one. He, he has not stopped this entire time, probably because he's shitting on my floor. um okay come here but anyways the reason i said how about grumpy for years is because mom and i were recently talking about this story from when i was younger that i think really bothered me for a really long time and this isn't the first time we've talked about things from uh the past bothering me for really long times but it kind of got me thinking about how something so trivial will stick with you for such a long time. And it really is nonsense. But again, going back to my lovely brother, Clayton, who called my mother fat. Um, when I was younger, him and I didn't really have a great relationship. Um, and that's because I think he was in this phase where He wanted to be like independent and he didn't really want to hang out with his stupid little sister. And you know what? I took that personally. Okay. I did. And, um, I don't know how young I was at this point, but Clayton, I think he was seven. I think he was six or seven. seven. Right. Yeah. He liked to collect these things called bionicles. That's what they're called. Right. Bionicles. Yes. Yeah. And, Essentially what they are are these like action figures that are, they kind of look like transformers, but they're more like mechanical, robot looking looking, things, you know, but when I was younger, I really liked them. And I think I just liked them because Felix, can you do that another time, please? Can you do that later? Do you hear him squeaking? Yeah, we hear him squeaking. I really liked his action figures. I think just because they were his and I wanted to like be a part of it. I think so, that's very true. Yeah. I just, I just wanted to play with something that was his because I was you like, oh. You wanted to connect again. I, exactly. I wanted to connect again. Thank you. My brain isn't working. I wanted to be his sister, um, in other words. So I had asked him if I could play with one. And, you know, like, use it for the day. And he was like, of course, fucking not, you stupid fucking bitch. And then... He did not say that, but he was like, no, Emily, you're gonna break it. Right, something to that extent. And then I think you stepped in. I did. And you, you said, let her play with it. Like, let her have one. Because keep in mind, we were spoiled when we were younger. So, like, I had 300 Barbies and he had, like, 200 Bionicles, you know? So man's could have coughed one up for a 24 hour period. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't running dry on bionicles. Um, so mom said, give her one. And so he gave me like the most feminine looking one. It was like this blue petite, like smaller framed one. And I was like, Oh, she dope as shit. So 
I was playing with her for that day. And then mom and I decided to go grocery shopping and I came with you. And of course, the one time he lets me borrow something or mom forces him to, to let me have something, I left it on one of the shelves in the grocery store. And I remember I like picked something else up and put it down for a second and I didn't end up grabbing it before we left. And I remembered that it had, that it wasn't there, like right when we got into the car or something, like we barely had even left the parking lot. And so I started sobbing my eyes out. And we went like, back in. No, we did. And you were like, Emily, like calm down. It's probably still sitting there. And so we go back in and alas, it's gone. Someone, some other kid had probably picked it up or, you know, maybe the store people were like, what the fuck is this? And threw it away. Um, but it was gone. And so I remember just the level of anxiety and sadness in that moment. Like I was freaking out. I was full on freaking out. Right. I would say you were quite upset. <laughs> yeah. But that wasn't, that wasn't really even about the toy. Well, of course not. But so then we go home and of course we tell him and he's like irritated. You know, he's like, just as I suspected, you know, he, he, but he's, he's like irritated. Whatever. Being a smug little asshole. Yeah. Being a, like, I told you so. Of course you were going to lose it or break my toy. And I remember I just felt this level of failure at like literally, it was so stupid. It's a toy, but I felt so guilty about that toy for years. I mean, even to the point where I still remember this feeling, right? And yeah, I mean, obviously it wasn't about the toy. It was the fact that I felt like I had failed him as right. a sister. And somewhere along the way through life, when you get that feeling again, I hope you recognize where that stems from. Why would you have to say that? Those like are, it was Because those are the triggers. We get mad at somebody. When you're talking to somebody... I've been meaning to bring this up. When, mm -hmm. when you get mad at someone else for saying something, our adult mature mind knows that they are not responsible for pissing us off, but we, we do react. We react in that way. They don't know our experiences, right? They don't know the experiences we have that make us react the way we do to a situation. So later on, if something comes up, for you to be able to recognize that is why you had that feeling and reaction and emotion to it. That's a level of awareness we need to get to people. <laughs> because we're really living in a world where we think somebody else shouldn't say something because that upsets me. Well, guess what? No. I can't, I can no more be responsible for your emotions than you can be responsible for mine. You don't know what I've been through. I don't know what you've been through. You may say something about dead husband. And I might think, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, right? No, you wouldn't know that. Why would you know that? Do you understand what I'm saying? And that's one of those things that it, it, it affected you so much when you were little that somewhere along the line, you might even get mad at someone else who borrows something from you and you don't get it back. And you're going to get maybe a little more upset about it than you thought you would. <laughs> and that would be why but be able to go backward and pinpoint exactly the moment when you started reacting to that trigger. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to spotlight here. 
because people will all day long say something that can upset us, right? We hear something on the radio or on a podcast or on social media. The person who's doing it doesn't know what we've been through enough to, to not worry about hurting somebody else's feelings. You can't. You, you can know, try and be sensitive, but you're not responsible. You know what's kind of funny about that story in particular? Uh, everything? No. I mean, yes, everything, because it's so stupid. But you had said to me, you were like, it's probably still on the shelf. And then we went back in and it wasn't there. And then you said, calm down. I'll buy him another one. You oh, were like, that, you were I like, was it's thinking a $20 toy. Like, I'll buy him another one. And I, I kid you guys not, we could not find this exact model. They discontinued the series. They discontinued the series. It was like the universe was like, you know what? She's going to sit with that one. <laughs> they said, you know what? That one thing. She's not getting away with it. <laughs> you tried so hard to calm me down. And like you kept on coming up with solutions. And then you'd be like, ooh, actually. And then I was just, ah! like, it just like made it so much worse that like we couldn't solve the problem. But I don't th I did solve the problem because I went into your brother in a private conversation that you never knew about until yeah. now. And I said, you're not going to be a jerk anymore. She didn't. Yeah, well, it. I do know that. Actually. Get over it. Yeah. Do you? Were you listening? <laughs> Uh, I mean, I think we've talked about this enough times where you've probably spilled the beans when I was like yeah. 13. Yeah. And there it is. But yeah, that, that also brings up the fact, I guess going back to the Chiron point where like my whole thing is that I'm insecure about myself and your whole thing is that you're insecure about being, being stupid, stupid, where when someone attacks my intelligence... I honestly like kind of laugh at it because like I don't think I'm stupid. Therefore, it's not really it doesn't really affect me. Exactly. Whereas exactly. like for you, if someone calls you, well, I guess. See, that's the weird one. If someone calls you fat, you don't really react that badly to it. Probably because I you know don't, I'm, I know I'm fat. It's not a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like if someone her. calls you ugly. No one tell her she's fat. If someone calls you ugly, I guess like that's not really of importance to you. So you don't you just kind of brush it off. You're like, OK, whatever. Whereas like if someone calls you stupid, you really do care about that. And isn't that so interesting? I will all like a baby. We all have that one thing, but it's it, it's different for literally every single person. It is. And you never know what it's going to be. Oh, you do if you look at your birth chart. OK. <laughs> right. Let me see your world. I will tell you all you need to know. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, I think us grumpy gals are going to go be grumpy elsewhere. Or join us and be grumpy, too. Or Don't also be grumpy. be grumpy. But but get your shit together, okay? <laughs> We're allowed to be grumpy. You're not. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe Let's... I take it back. You're allowed to be grumpy. <laughs> yeah, I think you better freaking take that back. Okay, if you listen you guys, to the podcast, you're allowed to be grumpy. If you don't listen to the podcast, <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Get happy. <laughs> fuck you. Get bent. Get bent. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Love you. Love you. Have a great weekend or weekday. I don't know when the fuck you're listening to this, and I really don't care. Anyways, we'll see you next time. Please come back. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. bye.